The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You may be aware the 2021 National Church Life Survey is on again this year. In fact, October and November are the key times. Every local Christian church in Australia is invited to take part in the seventh nationwide survey of churchgoers. Hundreds of thousands of surveys have already been sent out to thousands of churches across Australia. Ruth Powell is Director of NCLS Research and Ruth is joining us. Ruth, welcome back to 2020. Well, thank you for having me. Ruth, every five years, the National Church Life Survey, it's sort of aligned with the census. And in some sense, it can work hand in hand. Is that the case? Yeah, that's exactly right. This is a project that came about when the churches said, we need to understand our community. And they started looking at the census to say, who is my neighbour? And one of the things my team has done for the last 30 years is to help churches use the census, first of all, to learn about their communities. And the Church Life Survey is the sister project. The Church National Church Life Survey is a five-yearly project we deliberately time at the same time as the census. So while we're listening to the community, we also turn to the churches and say, think about your own life, think about your health. What can you do? What can you learn from your people about the gifts and skills they have, their hopes for the future, that can help your church be healthy and strong and reach out to your community. So, good sister project. Uh, Ruth, what about COVID this year? I mean, it's 2021. Mm. You do this every five years. Uh, Some churches have been disrupted and they ordinarily would have participated. Has there been a disruption you've had to deal with this year? Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) it, It certainly has been something that over the last, two years as we've tried to talk to denominational leaders to say, look, is this crazy to think about doing a national survey that involves hundreds of thousands of people, uh, you know, especially with the disruptions across the nation that, that have particularly have affected churches. Now, two things. One is the leaders of the churches have said to us, we think that it is now more important than ever to do this survey because particularly those who've been more disrupted are saying, we don't know where our people are at. We don't know what they're thinking, how they're going. We're concerned, but but the survey becomes a tool for really checking in. And they're saying, look, we we know that it's going to be a a really key different time. We're not expecting business as usual, but unless we stop and listen, we don't know how to build the church from this point on. So there's actually a a greater energy. At the same time, the reality is, how do you run a survey in churches, you know, when some aren't even meeting face-to-face, etc. So we've had to be very nimble, and we have now got a survey that is uh, available for you to do together or separately. 
to do on paper forms or online. And we've even said, look, start realistically, it'll be start from November on. And if you can't find a time in 2021, look, do it in early 2022. So we've opened up the back door, if you like, said, look, we get that it's messy for a lot of churches. If you can do it in November, brilliant. And if you can't, we will not exclude you. We still want as many churches to take part as possible. Well, I think that message is clear. You want churches to Mm. participate, and you're in Melbourne, and uh, we talked about Sydney and some of the uh, regional areas of Victoria and New South Wales in heavy lockdowns, not able to Mm. meet as churches. You're trying to be as flexible as you can to get those congregations on board, because even though there is this disruption to church life right now, it's still more than just numbers that you're talking about because you're actually surveying attitudes and leadership development and aspirations for the future. These are the sorts of things you talk about. Yep, absolutely. And look, I'm I'm thrilled beyond measure that we already have nearly 3,000 churches signing up. I think it's like 2,800 churches have signed up. 300,000, maybe I think 310,000 church for, survey forms have been ordered today. 25,000 children's forms. So I'm just thrilled that so many churches are engaging. I'll tell you, my prayer group are praying for half a million. Now, I think that's a big reach, but they're saying, believe for it, Ruth, go for half a million. So that's how, <laughs> you know, I'm really happy with where we are, but I'm looking for everybody to be involved because it is. It's listening to the voice of the people. And uh, we're listening to what, as we said, what their hopes are how they believe their churches are going, so they give that evaluation, but they also give that sense of this is who I am, what I have to offer my church, and this sense of I feel empowered, equipped, I feel I belong. They give feedback, and all of that feedback will help the church actually be the church as it should be, a church that is helping people grow in their relationship with God, in their relationship with each other, and their relationship with the wider community. Now, Ruth, I feel like we need an awful lot of time to talk about what's changed over 30 years. But I know you've been involved with National Church Life Survey for that 30 years now, and you've been monitoring the way that church life has changed over three decades. What is it you can identify that uh, will be obvious or maybe not so obvious Mm. about things that have changed in the 30 years since the start of the survey? Mm, yes, I I do admit I've been around for the whole 30 years, started as a research assistant and um, took on the role of director in 2007. So, look, it's an incredible privilege to sort of be someone that is the custodian of this information that had been able to track the patterns. In a way, it's been a bit tough, a bit of a tough time for the churches over the last few decades. We know that over, overall in Australia, the census tells us that people are less likely to identify as a religious person. So they, they won't tick the, I'm a Catholic, I'm an Anglican box, as much as they used to. So that's gone down. But at the same time, we have observed a resilient church. What we see is a church that continues to have a presence right across the nation. And there are still um, 11,500 local churches across the country who have that local presence in their community. I don't think, think of another organisation that would have that 
amount of presence. I think someone said once, you know, if you counted petrol stations, it's only about a third or a half of that across the country, for example. Just presence. Um, another nice thing that we have seen over the time is, you know, the common story that the, you know, our church attendance is declining. And we've tracked that as well. But what we've also observed is that that decline has slowed. And there are some movements that have actually been growing in the last few decades. And um, while we're not quite keeping up with population growth overall, which is the challenge, um, the church number of people in churches is still, you know, it's relatively stable. So perhaps that's a be a surprise. Interesting. When yeah. there's either growth or decline, mm-hmm. uh, you are better to know, even if there was something negative to understand, but you wouldn't know without mm-hmm. the survey. But I wonder whether you've got any thoughts here because you also monitor what the leaders think and uh, Mm. not only the people but the leaders. Is there an optimism uh, for the future from both the people who are a part of churches and from the leaders who are leading churches? Yeah, look, I think we, we have to again remember that the impact of COVID will probably be felt when we do our leaders survey this time. We, we look at two things for our leaders. One is about sustainability and one is about effective leadership. So when it comes to sustainability, I would expect that we're going to see that impact on them in terms of their own well-being. You know, leaders are saying it's tough. It's really tough to be a pastor when you, when you can't minister to people like, you're, like you used to, for example. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're no different to all of us who are uh, under the impact of, of this global pandemic at the moment. So I think that's important to actually pay attention to. But what we'll also listen and learn from leaders is around the sense of what are they doing that is working, that is helping churches flourish. And what we find from leaders is when they invest in a culture, a collective culture that is confident, it it sparks a whole system, if you like. And so when we see... I'll put it this way, when we see a faith-filled and collaborative culture. So leadership, it may look quite hierarchical, if you like, but when leadership is intentional, is aligned, is clear about where the church is going, but also uh, includes and empowers others to, to be part of that, we see healthy churches flourish. And leaders who are willing to learn as well, learn and sustain themselves, who are always hungry to learn something more. And that's where a survey can help. You don't have to be afraid of some uh, a tool that helps you reflect and you know understand what's going on. Well, the church is not fly by night or flash in the pan. Uh, we are all in this together and it's generation upon generation and it's passing that faith on to the next generation. That's why a survey like this might be so, so important. For people who are a part of a church and they're wondering and maybe even concerned that their pastor hasn't got mm. them involved in the National Church Life Survey, uh, what are your thoughts for the best way right now today that listeners Listeners can mm-hmm. connect their church with the National Church Life Survey. All right, 2021ncls.org.au. That's the website, 2021ncls.org.au. You'll see a sign up button. Click on that. And what you do is obviously with your, you know, talk to your pastors, etc. But you just say, we need this many survey forms. 
um, and you say, oh, we need this many English forms. We need, we've got nine languages we translate into, so you can match the, the, the languages that you need, etc., um, and hop on board. If anybody needs help, call our office. We'll give you a hand as well. And Ruth, there's an extensive home church movement here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Do they participate in any way as well here, or do you have to be a you know you've got your bricks and mortar on the corner block, and uh, you're <laughs> you know you've got a church building? Uh, what sort of groups are participating? Is there room for those small groups that meet in homes? Oh, look, we're really open to anybody. At all. Uh, the one thing I'll say is that we can't give you results back unless at least 10 people take part. But if, if say, a, a, a cluster of home churches wanted to do it um, as a cluster and signed up, you know, you say you're a church, you put your name in, we'll send you survey forms. Um, but that's the only sort of catch is that to protect the anonymity and confidentiality of people's responses, you have to have at least 10 people respond before before we give you a report. But if you do it, we can also add your results to the national picture. And that would be, from my point of view, wonderful. And we're trying to encourage the small churches, the big ones, the, you know, the ones in the country, the ones in the cities, everybody to take part. And just quickly before I let you go, is there an anonymity for people who are filling out the survey form? Yes, absolutely. That's one of the ethical uh, standards that we have, and we've just uh, we've had our project passed through the uh, Charter University uh, Human Research Ethics Committee, and they're very careful about those things. It's optional, it's confidential, and it's anonymous. And we actually print we have envelopes so that people can slip their surveys into a collection envelope and have it sealed so that nobody can have a peek. That's it's supposed to come back to us totally anonymous and that includes the leaders as well (laughs) I I hope there is a flood of inquiries that come after our conversation today let me give that website one more time it's 2021ncls.org.au the NCLS stands for the National Church Life Survey 2021ncls.org Ruth Powell is Director of NCLS Research. Ruth, we'll catch up again on another day with another reminder, but uh, thanks so much for giving us your insights today on 2020. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.